Hello and welcome to the Hidden World of Women podcast. Welcome back if you're uh, a regular listener. My name is Melanie Robson. I'm the host of this podcast um, brought to you by Women's Health and Wellbeing Services. Not sure if I said that. Anyway, I'm here again with another wonderful uh, guest who's very generously um, agreed to come and talk about her experience of um, going through and leaving a violent relationship. Her name is Tash. She is um, a mum and a wonderful human being that's gone on an incredible journey. So I'm really honoured that you're here today. Welcome, Tash. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God, that was such a nice intro. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) No, it is. It's really kind of you to come and talk about a topic, you know, and and I guess the point of this, the podcast is – um, for other women to hear women's stories and to talk about stuff that we often, many women have shared experiences of, but we don't, you know, there's kind of a taboo about it or a stigma or shame, all these things. So, you know, I guess the more we're able to kind of bring some of these to light and, and just have an honest discussion about it and where you are now, because we, we were just talking before I started recording and like Tash is in such a different place now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So very inspiring stuff. Thank you, Mel. Um. Where would you like to start? So, would you just like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, so I'm a mum mm-hmm. of two fantastic girls. Yeah. Um, they're now 13 mm-hmm. and 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that's just really, you know, I just it's re- I just have a normal yep. mum life. It's yep. just work, yeah. mum life, sports, oh. running around and, you know, good friends. Great yeah. family, nice. just you know, just probably like anyone else. Yeah, no different. So you just wouldn't on the street. We wouldn't know. We wouldn't look at you and go, "Wow," you know. We never really know what's someone's story. You never know, mm. and I think women like myself mm-hmm. who've been through that abusive relationship, mm-hmm. you do. You are really good at hiding it. Yep, and you manage to fool everybody. Mm. School mums. Mm family wow and you just become a an expert and a professional at hiding the real the reality Mm. of Mm. what is really going on so behind closed doors as they say yeah Mm. and it's not it's and it's a tough gig trying to keep it all together Mm. sounds that that just sounds exhausting it's already exhausting enough yeah i think being a parent and juggling many things Mm -hmm. but then having to work very hard at presenting a different veneer so to speak, so yeah. people don't ask questions or well, who does? I mean, when you that's true, you know, when you've got a nice home, yep, um, your kids are beautifully behaved, yep, you've got yourself together, mm. like you know, you're you're involved at the school, mm. um, wow. you know, you just managed to pull it off. Mm. So, and I don't think it's you intentionally pulling it off. You're mm. just trying to live. Yeah, your life and just being a good mum, and I think that's just all I was ever focused on. Sure, was just being the best mum. Yep, that yep. I could mm. be, mm. and it is a huge weight mm. to carry, mm. and I don't think you realise the weight of that until you're out of it. Ah, interesting. It, yeah, it uh, the image that popped into my head then was like sort of trying to keep your head above water, kind of thing, and say so I'm not drowning. It's cool, you know, like Everything, I'm waving, kind yeah. of. But really, you're like ah. Uh, this is killing me on some level. It was killing me on the inside. Yeah, Killing right. me and I just – and that's why I think, oh, the life I have now, the new lease on life, mm. the happiness that mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. now compared to yeah. back in that relationship, it was you can't oh, – to compare it, 
is just this you know I didn't have I don't I didn't think that I felt like I had any like stress or anxiety or anything <laughs> like that like I was just living my life I didn't think that I suffered from any of that yeah um but clearly looking back on it mm. I think I was just like in survival mode yeah majority of the time yeah yep. and yep. just trying to keep the peace and not rock mm. the boat mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. try and just keep everything good at home that way there was no triggers like sure for no one to get angry get angry. upset yeah um so that was your normal that was normal so you wouldn't you know we don't question our normal if we're in the middle of it that's our life it's only like you said when you sort of have time and distance from it that you're like wait that that's not a good normal it's not but you don't why would you know any different at the time well i think i did know the whole time it was wrong uh, <laughs> but you're so busy I did. trying to just because i grew up yeah. i grew up in a beautiful family oh. i didn't grow up in a in a yep. violent or abusive family yep my parents beautiful to one another yeah my dad is an amazing man mm. never Aww. spoke rudely to my mum. so i grew up in a beautiful family so how did i end up mm. in this so yep. you just yeah yeah you how, just do it but yeah. you know it's wrong yeah because okay yeah of course because you're trying to keep keep everything together yeah yeah Especially, I think, as a parent, we try to, you know, for the kid, keep everything together. You do keep everything together for them. And mm. I think that's why your focus just becomes on your kids mm. and you just dedicate then your life to them. Yep. Yeah. And so you do. You sacrifice mm. yourself. Mm. Yep. Very female. To keep it. To do, yeah. Exactly. To keep it all, mm. you know, looks like happy families and mm. Mm. it's amazing what you can do. It's amazing. <laughs> what you can pull off it's incredible actually uh, isn't it? yeah for all the wrong reasons but yeah can i um I, I guess speaking of your 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 earlier life when did you meet your now ex uh, so i met him when i was 19 mm-hmm. and um it was that instant attraction yeah it was you know um liked him straight away yep and we, it wasn't like a whirlwind romance or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was quite a, you know, yeah. steady, yep. you know, it was nothing. Yep. Um, but we had two very different lives, like his yeah. um, life as a kid, very different to mine. Right. Um, but I was drawn to that bad boy, <laughs> you know, yes. it kind of just, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. There's something about it sometimes. Know. Yeah. And it's just what I was drawn to and attracted to and then mm-hmm. you kind of get into it mm-hmm. and it wasn't long after mm-hmm. that we were together that you know there were some warnings you know mm-hmm. things were happening that yeah weren't great but you just kind of push them to the side mm. because you you love them too much and <laughs> you're just so forgiving especially perhaps being young as well we um, and we want certain things and we're so in love. No, we don't want to lose. Can't imagine my life without him. Yeah. And gosh, I remember feeling those kinds of deluded things. Deluded at that age, aren't so we? So deluded. <laughs> I mean, it's lovely on the one hand, but also quite dangerous. Maybe. It's really dangerous. And I think that's why being in a, a, a serious relationship at such a young age, mm-hmm. I wow. think that we just need, like, especially my daughters, yes, like it's right. not something I'm going to encourage yep. at all. Yep. They need to be a bit more mature and yeah and I think that was the thing too when I was that age I had mm. we had a really big family mm-hmm. so a lot of cousins and yeah they were all they all had boyfriends and there's that sort of amount of pressure uh, that yeah. you feel like to have a boyfriend or to be in a relationship 
You want to fit in. And so not yeah. the most important thing. Mm. Yeah, but at the time, I guess it, it felt. It felt, so yeah. yeah. And so, so yeah, so that's where okay. we, so 19. Yeah. Um, what can I ask? What were some of those early warning signs of red So flags? one of my, the first, one of the first things that I do remember yeah. um, was we were having this, this little bit of an argument, like a disagreement. Mm-hmm. And I had a necklace on that was from like my mum and dad. Mm. And he literally he ripped it off my, mm. he ripped it off my neck. Yeah, right. That was one of the first mm. things. And then the heavy drink, like a lot of drinking, like he yeah. was a little bit older than me. So yeah. he was a few years older than me. Mm. We weren't big drink, like my family weren't big drinkers. Yeah. My dad wasn't a big drinker. Mum, my parents raised, you know, some issues. Um, oh, with you? Oh, really? About the drinking. How was that for you? Um, I just kind of ignored it. I was like, yeah. oh, don't hassle me. I'm like, do you yeah. know, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't really want to yeah. know about it. Um, and then, you know, there were some issues. Not, it didn't take long for issues to mm. to start to. Do you, you mean know. a few few months into things? Yeah, definitely. Would you say? Yeah. yeah, that yeah. definitely that necklace situation that wasn't. And my brother actually saw it, uh, witnessed it. Yeah. And what did he? Um, did he say anything? Yeah, he just he didn't say anything to him at the time, mm. but he did sort of say to me, I, "I saw what happened. You know, it's not. You know, that's not cool mm. or whatever." He mm. was a lot, he's younger than me, five years younger. So wow, yeah. that would have been big for him to say that. Yeah, you know. To yeah. go, wait, what just happened there? But then you just dismiss it. You're yeah. like, oh, it's nothing. Like, yeah. Don't worry about it. Because yeah. you are a little bit embarrassed. You're like, oh, yeah. that's a bit. Yeah. Bit um, awkward. Yeah. For someone to see. And then he, and then he kind of had, um, there was some, maybe a bit of mental health issues going on. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mum pulling me aside one day and just going, you know, do you realise what you're getting yourself into? This is, mm. you know, this is really heavy. This is, and I was like, oh, I love him. And, you know, just that what was spoken about that rescue that say mm. you want to be there for someone you think that it's your role in life just to be there mm. for somebody all the time so yeah. I didn't give up on him at all you know um, and, that, and that sounds sorry to interrupt but that sounds you know in a way that seems perfectly logical and feasible that we don't want to just because someone's got some mental health issues or might be struggling with some substance abuse you know obviously there's a sliding scale of that but you know gosh if we did that to everyone that we met and dismissed them that's that wouldn't That's be very true. nice. So that kind of makes sense that you're like, oh, you know, it's not that bad. Plus, I, I can help him. You know, it sounds yeah. like you had some of that kind of... Well, I loved him. Yes. And he was... Yes. To, I just saw all the good. Yeah. I didn't really see any of the bad. I didn't, I didn't want to see the bad, so I chose not to see the bad, even though I knew, like he told me that he'd done drugs before. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was yeah, like... It's in the past. He's, oh, uh, he's and great you're not now. doing that now. Yeah. That's probably... Mm. That was maybe a big mistake of uh, believing everything. Mm-hmm. Like just, mm. yeah, but yeah, it's, um, and so, yeah, we, we, mm-hmm. you know, obviously kept going and then we we did actually, then when I was 21, mm-hmm. we moved in together mm-hmm. and that was actually pretty horrific. Oh, really? Mm. Pretty quickly? Mm. Yes. Right. Didn't take long. Holes in doors. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. It was pretty bad. Mm. And we lived together probably for about, I think it might have been about six to nine months, something like that. It mm. wasn't and I actually ended up going home. 
because of what was happening? Um, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't remember having that feeling of I've got to get out of this. I've got to leave him. I remember maybe the lease had ran out or something or or something. So I ended up going back home for a little bit. Yeah. But then it wasn't long until we were moved back in together, Mm. you know, and – and my mum knew she'd come around to the house one day and a window was smashed. What did, did she say? Anything? She didn't you? really. They didn't really. No, mm. she didn't really. She did say to him something about, you know, I hope you're not hurting my daughter and, you know. Mm. Um, but see, I never went to them. Ah, so there was no doorway or permission or something. There's, uh, and it, I think it's a, I guess it's a kind of a very awkward conversation to have, which unfortunately keeps things behind closed doors and silenced yeah but then i think for families witnessing that uh, i think this happens too with families where somebody's got a major drug issue if they approach that person sometimes a person just digs their heels even in even more and you risk kind of cutting off you know from your daughter and your, your parents yeah. case and it, it's a really difficult situation and mum and i've spoken about that since really? yes and she did say i just knew that i couldn't put that kind of pressure oh, on you like yeah you know, and that you would eventually come to your senses. And they thought that I was, when I moved back home. That was it. That was it. Oh, wow. And they were so relieved. Oh, gosh, it must have been hard for them to see you go. And then I I went and moved back in again. Mm. So you do get into this cycle Mm. because Mm. then you, but you still love, like you feel every fibre of your body that you still love them, even though they're treating Mm. you so poorly Mm. and they're hurting you. And, Mm. you know, there's holes in doors and, It's sad. Majority of the time is sad, but mm. you, you're not prepared to let it go. Mm. It's, it sounds seductive in a way and powerful in in that dynamic between two people where there's high – it's sort of like high passion but in a very catastrophic way. Very toxic. Very, very toxic. So toxic. But you feel that you love them and – So love sort of trumps everything even though it shouldn't really. Yes. Well, it, it does. It can't. Not, the end of the day not that and mm-hmm. you know there's you know looking back on it now mm. you know in hindsight that young person mm. i just want to sh- you know i oh, just really? want to oh. shake her sometimes and just be like well what are you doing, are you doing? Mm. but can't do that because mm. that's been and done you 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 mentioned before when we were talking that you have forgiven yourself for yes who you were back then and the choices that mm-hmm. you made you know and that that just sounds like such an important part of the journey oh to I think to move forward you have to forgive yourself mm. you have to get to a point and it took me a while it took mm. um, coming to this great place mm-hmm. and having you know seeing my psychologist mm. for such a you know for that eighteen months yeah. Um, that you do, you, you, and it's not something you start out thinking that you have to forgive yourself. You don't start that in your sessions, yep. but yep. gradually, gradually, when you talk through mm-hmm. everything, the processes and everything, and mm-hmm. you get to a point where I forgive my, like I forgive myself for yeah, yep. for doing that, and that is the only way to move forward. Mm. You can't go forward mm. without forgiving yourself mm. and forgiving. You know, your parents for not stepping in because I'm sure there was a part of me that was sure. a little bit upset and angry about yeah. that because I'm a parent now too. Ah, my yeah. thing is I would never let my yep. daughters ever stay in that. I would be dragging them out. Mm. So I think you've got to forgive yeah, right. yourself. Of course. 
forgive your parents, forgive him. Mm. Wow. Forgive. What a process. Yeah. And that you can't hold on. You can't have any anger or hate or mm. in your heart. You just have to just keep looking forward. I think the it, it, it sounds like the not forgiving too reminds me of just sort of staying in the past and sort of anchoring yourself back then and, and, and actually keeping it alive within you when really you want to keep moving forwards, you want to place it somewhere in the past where it needs to be without like blocking it out or getting stuck on it, you know, whereas the forgiveness is very freeing. It is. It sounds like, like a liberating kind of process. I think it's and – it, and then it, it'll just happen. I think it just mm. – mm. you know, but I think you need – that help you can't do this on your own what did you use for help that you said come and see psychologist. yeah yeah, yeah. so here oh like <laughs> this was like the highlight of my like of my life like yeah. this place I think there's no amount of friends that can help you yeah. like wow. really here like mm. not really how am I going to get emotional just thinking yeah. about it but yeah. um I think friends are good mm. family are good but you need someone else's perspective who doesn't know you, who yeah. doesn't know him, who Who's just really wants objective to, and oh, on the outside. so objective and yeah. so supportive and Not doesn't question you because people do say, oh, well, why didn't, you know, why mm. didn't you leave? If it was mm. so bad, why didn't you leave? But you don't get that kind of judgment when you get that professional yeah. help. And you shouldn't anyway, if you're experiencing that, go see someone else because that's... Yeah, and it's the processes, you know, mm. it's that um, that just, you know, maybe just a couple of things in a session that, mm. you know, the questions or the processes that you can do at home. Mm. Um, yeah, wow. That, and you just carry that with you, like, mm. forever. Like, I'll carry that with me into every single relationship, not just with another partner, but yeah. my friendships, yeah. my relationships with my children, yeah. my relationships with my work. Mm. Like, it's... Wow. It's life-changing. Yeah. And you really do just have to forgive um, yourself and accept where you're at. Yep. Very powerful, I think. Accept where you're at. Yeah. And that's all that – where you are is where you are. Mm. And um, can, can I rewind a little bit? So you guys had moved back in together <laughs> – Yep. Uh, and I'm assuming, but I don't know, things really hadn't changed. They were just sort of continuing on the way. Yeah, things actually before. probably got worse. Mm -hmm. um, so we moved to a different suburb mm. and that was quite quite a far away from my parents. Mm -hmm. Was that intentional or just accidental? Or did um, just I think it just happened. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, we moved closer to where he mm -hmm. sort of grew up in that area. Mm -hmm. So we moved there and, um, yeah, things things definitely escalated there. Mm -hmm. um, I did find out at one point that he was um, doing quite hard drugs. Oh, yeah. um, and, you know, like if we had my parents over, you know, I, had, I remember this incident, I had planned, you know, parents to come over for dinner. Yeah. Um, he created, you know, obviously there was a scene that was created because he doesn't, he didn't really want them around. I mm. don't think because he was just so in his mm. drug, mm. you know, and I didn't do drugs. Like I've mm. never touched drugs in my, like, in my life. Oh, he never. sounds so different to you. So, so completely different. opposite. Yeah. But I remember, you know, like 
yeah, like this one time, you know, he, he did. He like threw me down on the ground and I remember hurting my elbow and I just remember being in the bathroom mm. just trying to get away, like just being away from him mm-hmm. and just thinking, oh, my God, how embarrassing. I've got to call my parents and say don't come over oh. because I couldn't possibly have them over yeah. after he's just thrown me around mm. um, and just, yeah, would be driving to go and get like dinner somewhere and I remember like he'd smashed my windscreen like twice. Wow. I remember at least twice. For um, for a, a reason I'm going to do in commas there kind of thing. Um, commas, probably just road rage or I probably said something or I don't know. So like, could you ever tell when that was coming or were there certain, you know, things that uh, – or is it – out of the blue was it a mixture of everything probably a mixture of everything gosh yeah sometimes it would be out of the blue sometimes it would be yeah you know you knew because it'd been you know drinking Mm -hmm. and that would escalate things too like if you've been drinking yeah um i remember um a neighbor had come over at one point Mm. um and he just knocked on the door and he's like you know, he said to me, you don't have to put up with this, you know, because wow. obviously they could hear. Yeah. Like, neighbours could hear. Of course. People can hear this. Jeez. You what, know? What was that like when the neighbour knocked on your door? And I was like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, you just dismiss it. Yeah. Again. Mm. So. Again and again. Again yeah. and again. Because, mm. like, <laughs> what was I love yeah. this person. I don't want to, I yeah. can't imagine my life without them. And it. It, you don't, yeah, you don't want to. It's in almost impossible in some realm at that time to imagine a different kind of life because you don't want to, you know, and I think it's easily for us as humans to just cling to something we so desperately want. We just don't want this, we don't want this to be real and this is not happening and this is this is actually how it is and I can do it. This is great, you know. We It's very powerful. I think our minds are very powerful at keeping us stuck in places for certain lengths of time. Yes. Mm. We're very good at tricking ourselves. We are. So do, do you think there was, a, I guess, a fair amount of denial going on for you? At the Absolutely. Yeah. And then and then the other thing was that I remember thinking, I'm, I'm like 23, um, like this was that second time that I moved in with him. I think I was like 23. Mm-hmm. And I'm too old to find anyone else. Like this oh, is, no, really? Yeah, that's wow. what I remember thinking. I'm 23. Yep. 23 like oh gosh 23 I know, and thinking you're so too old to find that that's ridiculous mm. it's ridiculous now coming yeah from me looking back. looking back yeah um but that's sometimes what 23 year olds think you know we you can't see the future you can't you, and you don't have that perspective you haven't lived long enough frankly to really know you know nothing yeah. about <laughs> <laughs> the baby <laughs> you are and yeah yeah and i it's awful to look back at that person and just mm. think oh my god she was just Mm. Oh, she just had no self confidence. My self confidence had just gone. Like I just didn't believe in myself wow. at all. I didn't believe that I was worth any more than that. Isn't that sad? Very, very sad. That's yeah. sad. Was that was that as a, uh, as a result of being in that relationship? That over time, it yeah, just I think corroded. so. It eroded. Mm. But I had. I was like, I was managing a store. Like my jo- my work was good. Wow. I was a manager of a store. Yep. And I remember I'd gone to work. A couple of times because we had to wear like short sleeve shirts and there were bruises under my arm. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. And one of my workmates had said, oh, my goodness, you know, what's happened to your arm? And I kind of remember what I said, but I was just remember thinking, you know, shit, I better not raise my arms again just in mm. case. Because I would have like that's where I'd have bruises like mm. on my arms mostly, mm-hmm. never on the face, but around the arms mm. and mm. 
you know. So I just remember thinking, oh, I must never raise my arms again. As opposed to, shit, I need to get out of this relationship. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Yeah. I better, yeah, yeah, not raise my arms again so yeah. no one can see the bruises. Yeah. And that's just where you were at the time. Yes. That was your logic. Yes. You know, and Survival mode. Just yeah. complete. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. So you guys continued to live, t- live together? Yep. And then we um, bought a block of land and built a house. Wow. Yeah. So you're doing, you're ticking all <laughs> the boxes in a way of like, yeah, we're a couple and we're doing all the kinds of things. Um, but sort of beneath the surface, it's crazy. That yes. sounds and kind of to look back on is like wow. And then we <laughs> we bought a block, and we built a house. I know, and know? I just say that like oh. <laughs> that's just what we that's just what we did. Yeah, because I wasn't prepared to give yep. up the relationship or mm. leave the relationship. Mm. Really? Yep. I felt like I needed him. You needed him. Mm. Mm. I'm sure that's what I felt at the time. I remember just feeling that. Now that's just come to me. Wow. I just remember feeling that. Mm. I just ne- I needed him. I wondered I wonder then like that sense of I, I need him if he's not here what will happen to me kind of thing yeah. on, on many levels. Maybe quite possibly. I'm not good enough to find anyone else. He's as good as I can yeah. get. That's all I'm Because it wasn't all bad. Ah. There were some good things in there. We mm. did have good times. So when we had the good times, obviously they were good and so Sure. So you stay because, you know, what's a little bit of being thrown around or, mm. you know, being pushed or being, wow. you know, so being it, spoken it, to yeah. terribly. What's really like mm. at the time I'm sure you're thinking, well, what's that? That's nothing compared to the good times we're having. I can mm. put up with that. So they outweigh the bad times, so to speak, obviously. The, the good times, there was enough or there was something. There was enough to just justify the, yeah. 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 And you wouldn't even say probably outweighed. The good definitely <laughs> didn't yeah. outweigh. No. <laughs> and that's, I think we were speaking about that before. The mm. ratio could be like one to five, mm. like one good moment or one good thing to happen to maybe five toxic, bad, yeah. hurtful, mm. destructive moments. But because there's that one, that keeps you, that keeps you hopeful. Yeah. I'll hope. Tell me about the role that hope played. Yeah. Then. I think you just hope that they're going to change. Yeah. I'm going to love him more. I'll just love him more. If I love him enough, he'll change. This can't go on forever, can it? Like surely this cannot go on forever. Mm. I remember telling myself that all the time. This cannot go on forever. Mm. And yet it, it did. It did went on and on. I, and I, I think it, that's an easy trap, I think, for many people, particularly women, to go, well, if I love them enough, love is all powerful, love is – what did you say before? We said unconditional. Unconditional. Mm. Such a powerful word, isn't it? Unconditional. Yeah. And at at the time, that was true for you. That's how it felt. Yes. And I think love is unconditional with certain people in your life, Mm -hmm. your children. Yes. Yes. Like when you're loving your children, your babies, your children, that is unconditional. Yeah. But a partner? That's a choice. That's It's got to be – it has to be – it has to be conditional Mm. in some form. You can't sacrifice mm. yourself and tolerate everything that this person wants to throw at you mm. and then, well, I'm committed to this person. I'm going to stay. It doesn't matter how bad he treats me mm. or her. Like mm, it does, sure. it's not just yeah. men, yep. yeah, you know. Right. It doesn't matter how bad this person treats me. I'm going to stay. Mm. Which is just to sit here and talk about that now, it just sounds crazy that we as humans we kind of kid ourselves in this way to go, 
well, I've, si- I've not signed up for it or this is just it. And, and then I kind of have no choice or oh, I don't want to leave anyway. But it, it actually, when you pull it apart, it is very different to the love that you have for, your, say, your child or so, some uh, another person that I believe that would love with the child. You know, he's t- I agree, compl- so unconditional. Even as adults, they could do some pretty wild stuff and you'd be like, <laughs> well, you're my kid. You're my kid. <laughs> I love you no matter – like I, I do you love no you no matter, matter what. what. But as adults, we – we choose who we end up in relationships with, even even you know, with family members, kind of thing. That I mean, whether it's blood, but there's still choices, really, choices around how you want to be treated. Yes, mm. and I think that is yeah having boundaries. Ah, boundaries. So, what do you think, looking back now, was going on with your boundaries? I had none, mm. zero, because you know I threatened so many times. Mm. Oh. Mm. And that's it. Like you threatened many times. I'm not going to put up with this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tolerate. So I'm you would say that to him? Oh, yes. Oh. Yes. Yep. Many times. I'm not going to tolerate this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't even, it wasn't even that he was promising never to do it again. It was just like, I'll never do it. Like I won't do it again. It doesn't, he, you know, mm-hmm. he didn't feel good about it. Mm-hmm. So then you feel sorry for them because they look so sad because they've treated you like crap. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. And then it's it crazy. continues on that cycle. Continues. And so you see. threaten and you threaten and you... Threat, you can keep threatening. Mm. But I guess if you don't go, then they also know that. You know, you're empty yeah. threats. You yes. Like you're empty. Yep. You don't mean what you say. You're never going to. So why would they change? Exactly. Mm. Yeah. But we'd been to um, counselling. Oh, Couples yeah. camp. We had been to like. Jeez. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, at that stage or like. Yes. Not, yeah. Yes. Because I remember we, would, we went to one in that area. So it mm. must have been while we were there. Um, do you remember much from the counselling? Um, yeah, uh, yes and no. Mm. I just remember, you know, yes, like feeling like trying to, we, we were obviously trying to get help. Yeah, which is um, a good thing. Yeah, but it, we, nev- <laughs> we never stuck it out long enough, I don't think. And was I that the, the primary reason to go because of the, the violence? DV? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And he yep. went and he attended he some did. of that. He oh. did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you didn't stick it out long we enough. We didn't stick time. it out long enough, mm. no. And I, mm. I don't even know really why. Maybe we just missed a couple of sessions, and then it just or things mm. got good, and he, it just falls to the wayside. And uh, that old you know, because mm. as long as you know you're still going out for dinner and you're mm. still, mm. you know, having good moments, then yeah, yes. what else does it matter? Yeah, yeah like we're okay. Yeah, like yeah, we're good. Very yeah. easy to mm. <laughs> fall into that. Yeah, so, so yeah, so we built a house yeah. and moved in together and, mm-hmm. well, we were already living together but we built a house and mm. it wasn't long, um, I think, what, we've been in there probably only a couple of years and then we got married. Mm. So, well, yeah, I married and there was... Was there any doubt in your mind even then? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. The night before... <laughs> Even yeah. the night before. Oh, like, oh. I remember feeling, I remember the night that he proposed to me. Mm-hmm. Then I remember thinking I should be feeling happier than this. <laughs> like, when someone's asking me oh, to marry them. And he weren't. Yeah. Like, I loved him and I wanted to say, because it just felt like the next progression to right. get married. Oh, right. So, it's just you're following the rule book almost. Yeah. And so, you just do it. And oh. I did. And I just, and I, mm. and I... Yeah. It's quite heartbreaking to hear that, you know. So I'm, you know, it 
It's true. I'm married. I knew full well what I was marrying. It's mm. not like I went into that mm. marriage and then all of a sudden it just mm. Changed. started. Right. Yeah. No, it was pretty much from the beginning. Mm. So, and I've just become accustomed to the way that it was. I just accepted that this was just the way. Yep. Yep. That it was. Just your normal. Yeah. And that. This is normal. Yeah. Even though I assume you would look at other people's relationships and you, you'd be able to think of, remember your parents mm-hmm. growing up. It, that's a funny kind of thing that our brains kind of do to like like split certain things really and partition it and park that over there and you can be living in this kind of bubble really and know on some level your brain was probably like, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. But, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't really. matter because I've got my home. Yeah. I've got my home and, you know, I'm in a relationship because that's so important. Yeah, that's what we're told. I'm in a relationship. Mm. I couldn't possibly be on my own now. Mm. Oh, right. So it was you were afraid of being on your own. And I just didn't I just didn't think it was possible. Like I just didn't think mm. I was in too deep. Oh, yeah. I was in too deep. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'd built the house and mm. we're in this, you know, we're engaged mm. and, you know, you just keep getting deeper. Mm-hmm. And deeper in, and the com- you know, there's more commitment. Mm. And do you think? Do you think that uh, keeps many women in there, or many people who are in these relationships? They, they keep sort of getting in deeper, so to speak, and then it's quite possibly. I mean, I think maybe everyone's got their different sure. reasons for staying. Mm. Um, mm, but right. I was in de- like it was deep. I mean, it was, mm. and you don't want to. Uh, maybe there's a part of you that just can't be bothered either yeah yeah. like I can't be bothered dealing with the fallout Mm. of Mm -hmm. of it all and probably better the devil you know kind of thing yeah and well this was better than being alone Mm. surely surely this was better Mm. than being alone even though there were some Mm -hmm. you know obviously the bad moments but there were good times too (laughs) so abusive relationships are not bad all the time yep yeah it's probably a a misconception about that. I, I think suppose. that's it. And I think that's what women yep. need to really understand is that mm. just because there are good moments, if he's doing that, if, you know, if mm. your partner is doing these things to you, it's still an abusive relationship. Yeah. It doesn't take, yep. doesn't take away from that. No, so no, you can have a, a hundred good moments, but if there's one or two instances of abuse, I mean that. In, in theory, that's a no-brainer, mm-hmm. but it's not not that simple. Yeah, obviously. Um, and then you had kids. Did yeah. so we got married in two thousand and five, mm-hmm. and um, we had our first baby in two thousand and seven, mm-hmm. um, and he was actually abusive to me through my pregnancy. Mm. So he physically assaulted you during Yeah, so it wasn't um, as bad, obviously, as other times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually remember being, um, oh, so I would have been about 19 weeks pregnant because mm-hmm. um, I was going for that, um, oh, going for yes. a scan. Yeah. And um, he was just, yeah, he was physically just restraining me. Um, and right. I just remember like just feeling so protective of my, my stomach and just trying to, Oh, you know, like it was just, it was terrifying because, mm. you know, you don't want to lose your baby. And um, I had a scan the next 
day. And I remember I was like bleeding that morning, like that next morning. Oh, wow. But the baby was fine. Like the baby was fine. Mm. She was all good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And I don't remember too many bad things after that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You know, actually, I remember a lot of the times he was really, really kind to me, mm-hmm. you know, so that. Again, it's another. You know, yeah. But then I was only telling um, a friend last night that um because where she's living i could actually see the hospital where i had my babies like and so it was just like oh (laughs) that's where i had my babies and um i we just got chatting and i'm like he actually physically grabbed me in the hospital so i'd only i had a newborn wow and it was even in the hospital that he grabbed me no time that he didn't hurt you every time yeah just like even in the hospital like the hospital that is like he grabbed me by the arm and um, I'm like thinking, oh, God, okay, mm. here we are. Yep. Yep. It's just so more of the same, really. Was there a yep. lot of, um, you know, arguing and verbal? A lot of arguments. Right, yeah. And see, I argued back. Sure. You know, it's yeah. just of course. what I did. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, mm. it's not the way to do it. I don't, you know, it's mm. just... Mm-hmm. I wish at times that I hadn't mm-hmm. because, you know, things escalate. Mm. You know, like if you're just maybe quiet or, you know. Yeah. I, I learnt that later in the relationship. To be quiet. To just be quiet. So yes. you really changed. Yeah, throughout. I went from, yeah. Yeah, because I just didn't care. Like towards the end of the relationship, I just couldn't be bothered arguing my case. Like, And there was a part of me thinking, well, we're, we're arguing and we're getting it out in the open. Well, this is good, isn't it? Okay, I can see the logic. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is good, you know. Um, yeah. Good fighters make good lovers. I don't know, but yeah. oh, completely ridiculous. Yeah. It sounds like you got worn down, you know, but towards the end, it was just pretty exhausted by the end of it. Yeah, yeah. So that was, yeah, yeah. So you had baby number one, and yep. then baby number two, and then baby number two. She was a surprise, and she was. Um, oh. Yeah, that was unless I had a two-year-old and a newborn, mm. and things were not too but like things were not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I was really busy with mm. the kids, so um, I don't remember a lot of bad times in that period. Like in that period yeah. um, of having mm-hmm. the like the little ones. I mm. you know, obviously there were a lot of arguments and you know mm. pushing and shoving and. That kind of thing. But I just don't remember it being really that bad. I was mm. focused elsewhere. Mm, mm. 100% focused elsewhere. Did did the children see things yes. at the time? Yeah. 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 So I remember like when I might, you know, she would have only been about two or three. Mm. Um, and I remember her saying, stop, don't do that oh. to mummy. And you think that that, you know, on the outside looking and you think, oh, as a mum – you think mm. that would be your yeah. indicator to go. Yeah. But you don't want to take – you don't want to break up the family. Mm. You'll do anything mm-hmm. you can to keep it together. And what's a little bit of arguing and what's a little bit sure. of shoving and what's a bit of pushing and mm-hmm. – So these are the things you tell yourself yes. at the time. Convince yourself. Yeah. That the wor- worst would be breaking your family up. Ah, so that's worse. That's worse. Yeah. It's kind of this flawed – Logic in a way. Logic. And I think too, like another thing that would keep me from not making any rush decisions Mm. was like, well, 
I kind of get to control this. Like I've got my babies. Yep. Yep. The thought of having then to be separated from my children, mm. like what if every second weekend, mm. what if he then had to have them, you know, you think of those things. Uh, and I think that's legitimate thoughts that and worries is, to have. Yeah. I mean, many women have yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then you think, oh, well, if he meets someone else and then my kids then will have another, like have a stepmom. Yeah. I couldn't handle that. Yeah. I'd rather just deal with this. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Makes does toes. it? It does yes. make sense, and yeah. I, I can understand at that time that that was a very strong, some strong reasons there to stay. And this is what I think is important for people to understand who don't, who haven't been through that, or don't know anyone who's gone through that. It's very easy, to, I think, to look on the outside to make judgments and go, oh, "Why didn't you leave?" And what is with that logic? But it, it, there's there's something very powerful, I think, going on in that dynamic and within each of those individuals um, that sets up its own kind of parallel universe in a way and we don't know when things will cha- like change for one person to, to, to leave or finally leave if they make a few attempts to leave. You can never I – th- I think you can't just can't predict that sometimes. And you, you can't. You can't and understand it. And it's things get pretty bad. Mm. Things can get – How bad did they get? Um, well, I mean, there was one time, um, that my youngest daughter, she was only about nine months old, Mm -hmm. um, and he came home from being out with mates Mm -hmm. and started like smashing the house up. Wow. Yeah. And I actually remember just thinking, I have to just get my baby and get out of here. Mm -hmm. Um, and I actually did find the police. I actually remember finding the police. Had but you phoned the police before? Never. That was like my first time. Wow. That's pretty big. And I phoned the police but I then I was like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. Like I chickened out. Mm. And mm. I ended up just getting um, getting my baby mm-hmm. and um, hopping, getting in the car, like packing a bag. Mm-hmm. Like just – I don't, can't even remember how I managed to do it but I did. Oh, yeah. And um, I went to my dad's place. Right. Yep. So I'd stayed at my dad's for about a week mm-hmm. um, and he came over and visited to see, you mm-hmm. know, the you know, to see our daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad had gone around to him, around to our house and had a stern warning, you know, sure, stern sure. conversation warning yeah. with him. And I wasn't going back until he'd fixed the house up, like the doors and, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went back. Mm. Went back. Yeah. I think that's so. why it's so important, like we, you were saying before, about forgiveness. Mm. You, you, you so have to forgive yourself. You have to forgive yourself. For the decisions that you made at the time. Yeah. And I, I think too, as a mother, particularly with a baby, you know, and small children, we're very vulnerable at that stage. You know, it's, it is a matter of survival and our instinct to pre- protect our child, but to kind of, well, I, I still, you know, I'm dependent on this person. I need this person. I love this person. This is my family. You know, these are all... At the time, really kind of logical things. It is logical. And they're the provider of the family. What he's working. You, you know, he's pulling it off well. Yeah. He's working. He's mm. a good provider. Mm. Excellent provider. Provided a... Wow. He had a great job. Yep. Provided for us really well. Mm. We weren't... Yeah. We were not... We were just like that random family that you see yep. out any other day of the week. Happy family. Yes. Kind of thing. Yep. Like I said, good provider, mm. um, many good quality, had many good qualities. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was pretty easy to pull off, really, wasn't it? With all those things, yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Was it shocking then when when you did leave and when uh, you, I assume you told some people in your life, you know, what was really happening? Yeah, it was all starting to unravel because he, mm-hmm. there was a drug issue okay. that um, that got bigger and that bigger got bigger and bigger. Wow! And I was starting to wonder, um, well, you know, what is going on? Like mm. he's he's very different. Like mm. he's very different. Just mm-hmm. very. Um, there was a time we were going to go on a holiday um, to Phuket, mm-hmm. and it was about a couple. It was a couple of weeks beforehand, and he'd been out, and he'd come home, and he was obviously been drinking. Mm-hmm. We got into a little bit of an argument, and. Yeah, there was obviously arguing and kids were crying and mm. then later that night – and I just remember thinking constantly like when things like that happened because he used to drink a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like thinking I've just got to – I just want him to go to sleep. Like he'll go to sleep soon yeah. and then he'll be calm. And I just remember feeling that anxious like I just want him to go to sleep or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you lay down with the kids to get them to sleep mm-hmm. and then you're just mm-hmm. trying to create – Calm, yeah. yeah, but not you know, no noise, just no arguments. Just mm. keep it as calm as you can. And obviously, we got to that point. He'd fallen asleep, and the kids were asleep, and I was just like, oh, I can breathe. Mm. And then there was a knock at the door, mm-hmm. and it was police. Oh shit! Yeah, two women, two um, police women ca- were at the door, and they're like, we've had a report. So obviously, someone had phoned the police. Mm-hmm. They're you know yelling going on and kids crying and obviously just trying to play it down I was just like oh no it's all good like you know he's asleep and then he yelled from the he yelled you know telling them to rack off whatever Mm, yeah and so they did leave Mm -hmm. they left and then probably about an hour later two men two policemen came to the door with a 72 hour restraining or like um, yes yeah yeah, yeah restraining uh, order VRO, VRO yeah. yeah um 72 hours so he had to leave had to go with them there and then and th- whether you wanted that or not whether I wanted it or not they put that they did that wow what mm. was so that? I had no choice in that and I was like freaking out I was like oh my gosh this is Shit. Yeah. yeah so but he struggled he put up a fight That's, that wouldn't have been useful for him yeah and no, he put up a fight he was like no and he was went went to walk off down the street mm-hmm. And um, it ended up, obviously, they had to wrestle him to the ground. They threw him in the back of the police car and he was yelling and screaming. And I remember him saying, are you happy now? Look what you've done. Oh, God. Yeah, blaming me. Look, are you happy now? So it was like 72 hours. um, Mm. But obviously, you know, he come back. Mm -hmm. We went to Phuket Mm -hmm. with friends. Did you, with something like that, did you guys talk about that or it was just he's back and we're just getting on with he's life just back just going with it right we're just used to it now what's the point of talking about it uh, you know, like nothing's gonna nothing's change gonna change yeah yeah sure you know just got yeah a holiday this is, now yeah got a holiday let's just go to phuket and yeah. let's just um yeah let's just do this so we did wow. we went and obviously he was um withdrawing oh shy yeah. okay that and that was a bad holiday <laughs> that was it was it was oh it was God. pretty it was pretty um intense so he he had a raging addiction mm. like there was some like you said pretty major substance major. use problem yeah did he anticipate going through withdrawals going over there he didn't or he well just i think didn't. that he just hoped that he could just drink his way into oblivion uh, if he could just drink enough then that would fix the right need for drugs sure 
So, yeah, I remember one night, that one night in Phuket, um, he was pretty bad and friend, our friends were staying upstairs mm-hmm. we, and we were downstairs, separate um, mm-hmm. uh, hotel rooms, but they were above and I was just screaming for help because he was just, Really? Yeah, he was very and ill? And it was pretty bad. Yeah. So you in a foreign around, country? Foreign country. And um, mm. so my daughter would have only been about five at the time. Mm-hmm. She saw all of that, mm. and I, um, yeah, mm. I just remember her saying that she couldn't breathe like, she couldn't breathe because of obviously it was stressing her mm. out, and mm. it was just, but then you just get up and you go to breakfast the next day, and you just, wow. I was cold. To, I remember being cold to him, like, I wasn't nice to him, mm. like, mm. after that, I wasn't yeah. forgiving, yeah. it's very cold, and mm. didn't want anything to do with him, but yeah, yeah, that just. I remember that that was that was pretty that was a pretty bad holiday. Mm. Um, but then we come back mm-hmm. and um, we were only home probably for about a week. And I'd taken the girls to school and I'd come back, and there was a card under my door mm-hmm. from Department of Child Protection. Oh God! Because the police had been called. Of course, they probably have. That's probably a that's the process. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, <gasps> it's what it what was. Oh, I don't think I've ever felt so sick in my life. Jeez. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I phoned them, obviously. And I remember thinking, like, well, this is my way out. So you were pretty... That was my... W- yeah. I was, like, thinking that's my way out. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my way out. I could tell the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could start to get out. But then I was like, oh, my, what if I lose my kids? Mm. So now you have that hanging over your head. Yeah, that was my biggest fear. I was like, I prided myself on being a mum. Mm. It was the only thing mm. I cared about. Yeah, the only thing. Keeping the only going, thing yeah. I cared about was being mm. a mum. Mm. The only thing. It was like everything to me. Mm. So, um, what did you tell them? Um, that we just got into an argument and mm-hmm. it was complete overreaction. Mm-hmm. And they and the police overreacted, and you know, you know, oh yeah covered yeah covered the story well and they it's not that they believed me but there was you know what, what else were they, were they meant to do exactly like, without, i think without evidence either they're probably their hands are a bit tired a i bit suppose tired. i don't i'm not sure of the actual processes but yeah. yeah but obviously they were you know then after because we had to go in mm. like I, I, had, I went in on my own first i remember mm. i went in and had a meeting with them and then they got all of us in they got myself the kids? The kids. Jeez. Yep. All of us. Interviewed all of you? Yes. Not separately with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, separately with him. All right. I'd already had mine because yep. I'd already been in. But that day, yeah. And yep. was that – so things were getting more um, – uh, what's the word? I don't know. Serious they or something. They were escalating. They were escalating and there was increasing external – you know, mm. things coming into your life going, hey, this this, this isn't good kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and but it's scary because you don't want to lose your kids. No, that fear. And I just remember thinking and I remember ta- speaking to a girlfriend mm. and saying because she knew about it and I just said, if it comes down to him or the kids, I'm choosing like the kids, yeah. I will not lose my kids. So yeah. if I have to tell the truth about him, if they turn around to me and said, we actually don't believe you, mm. you know, and we could take your kids away, I would be like, that was yeah. That would would have been enough for me to go. Well, this is what's really happening. Mm. But um, nobody. Did. There was no pressure from it. Right. It was very. I don't remember feeling. I remember feeling quite comfortable once I was in there. And right. Yeah. 
managing to, mm-hmm. um, you know, t- to tell them what I needed to tell them. Yeah, it was a little bit of an argument. And that was the truth. It was, you know, it was an argument. Mm. He certainly didn't um, place hands on me that time. That's I think, was baffling to me. Wow. That one of the one times that he didn't get How physical ironic. with me. Yeah. But he was at the front waving a knife around. Oh, okay. Yes, that yeah. night. So maybe, you know. Sure, that no, could be seen as. Someone walking part, walking their dog maybe, walking. Who knows who called? Yeah, yeah. Still don't know to this day. Wow. Um, who called the police. But someone did. And it was a good, like, that was a good thing. Yeah. That's the right thing to do. It was think? the right thing to, definitely the right thing to do. I know mm. people say, I don't want to get involved. Mm. Don't want to get involved and people do argue. Mm. But obviously that person knew something wasn't right. Mm. That person trusted their instincts. Yeah. And they were right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or maybe they'd heard other arguments before. Yeah. Who knows? Don't know. But they set something in motion, it sounds like. Yes. With that call. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was – then I think I was just very, very scared then after mm. that to have an argument with him mm. because I didn't want – repercussions from that police coming around again and then having to go to child protection again Mm. so then i think that's why then i just became very quiet i see this makes sense now yes yeah became very very quiet Mm. and i imagine you you had to work hard just to keep up the everything's fine and we're just doing the the school thing or and all that kinds of stuff of well, you know. Yeah, and then he would be. Then he went and did like fine fire fly work. So that oh, was good. Yeah, I could like see that, that was. <laughs> yeah, you know that was peaceful. Yeah, it's like then I could just be. I was just free. Mm. I was just feeling free. Like in those weeks that he was away. Mm. Um, yeah. Did, did you think during the times that he was away, and things were calmer and you felt free? Did you have any idea thoughts then of of leaving or no? Were you financially dependent on him? Yes. Yeah. He yeah. was our only. Absolutely. Yeah. He provided for us. And so he was a great provider. And I and I mm. and I controlled the finances. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. I was like I was paying all the like he was earning the money and I was paying the bills mm. and you know we were going on holidays and so kind of a team in a way. Yeah, we made a good team. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. I was the stay at home mum. Yep. You know, when he wasn't working away, obviously. You know, everything was always done for him, mm. meals always, you know. Mm. I loved my role, mm. what I was doing. I loved it. I did love that being at home with the kids and being a stay-at-home mum. And mm. Do you think that was a factor in keeping you in there? Because you, in that instance, that role and that was comfortable and rewarding for mm. you, the yes. thought of that going. Yeah. yeah, and I like, you know, it, it was – to me it was like, well, look at everything I've got. Mm. that's a small price to pay so what that he might push me around yeah you know verbally abuse me mm-hmm. um you know yep. act, all, all you know things. do all those things yeah. um the the payoff for what i had the life obviously that i had i didn't have to work yeah could be a stay-at-home mum yeah sure I, I just put all i just looked at all the positives yeah yeah it's, it's like that's a good do. enough reason to stay yeah and until it wasn't can i ask what what led up to you eventually yeah so we obviously went through a bit of a rough a rough stage um six years ago um mm-hmm. he lost his dad his dad oh. passed away and my mum was diagnosed with cancer oh. within only like a month of those things oh happening God. yeah so it was pretty it was pretty intense mm. and things were I was at the hospital a lot with my mum 
Um, mm-hmm. And obviously he was going through his stuff, but I wasn't able to be there for him because I was going through my own stuff. Mm-hmm. We're having a lot of arguments. And, um, but I remember one night um, before my mum's surgery, she was going to have major surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And we got into an argument and he threatened because he had some, when his dad died, he had some money right. from an inheritance. So then he was like, the threats were, well, he felt powerful because he had much, right. you know, money behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, that he would take the kids from me and that he would like stupid wow. things like that. And I just remember this night we got into that night particularly, we got into an argument and that to me was just like horrific. You can't threaten to take my kids like mm. away. But then I just remember like he elbowed me to the face and it was just, it was like those, wow. you know, and I remember he smashed a hole in the pantry door and it was just like, mm. that was pretty bad. And I remember going to bed that night just thinking, oh God, this isn't love. Like my mum's about to have major surgery tomorrow and he can't even support me. And I've been mm. by his side through everything. Like this is the only time I've ever needed him. Mm. The only time. Yeah. Every other time I've just done it. got on yep. with my, you know, done everything myself and been, you know, thought I was quite independent and strong, mm-hmm. you know, but. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think you were in a way. In 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 a way. In a way. In a different way. Yes, a very um, different way. But um, so it became kind of, kind of ov- obvious or something in that in that moment. Yeah, things were just starting to really, really unravel. We probably had a really, really bad year. It was mm. a really bad year. But then somehow we just come out of it, and I don't know how. But then we just were good again. Like mm. I don't know, maybe the pressure had been taken off. But we'd been to Bali in that time too, and he mm. and things were bad in Bali. Oh, yeah, the same situation. Same but, situation. Yep. And it's funny though because we had like family photos taken on the beach. Yeah. And I've got them up in my house now wow. because we're, it's family photos. Yeah. I keep everything up in the house for the kids at the mm. moment mm. until we – because sure. he's moved out until right. we find our own place, right. you know, eventually. Mm. Um, and we look like the happiest family and that's the craziest part is that only – couple of hours before that, mm. he was yelling and abusing me and telling me, calling me every name under the sun, mm. telling me what a, you know, what a terrible, awful person I am. Yet here we all are in this family photos, just smile. Like it just, you just I look know. at it and just think, I just cannot believe that we uh, yeah that. But I look at my daughter and I, she looks sad. Like, oh. you know, I look at... Children don't hide it as well as us. Yeah, she didn't smile. She wasn't very smiley, mm. you know, in those photos. But we mm. were like, you know pulling it off but um so obviously then that mm-hmm. then the, the years it was just starting to get mm-hmm. it was everything was escalating mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I'd found um I'd caught him um in the garage doing drugs right um it was like new year's day mm-hmm. and straight away it was like I knew something was going on mm-hmm. like I knew that he was hiding something from me and I was on a warpath to try and yeah like find out what was going on and um so anyway found him and then got he got a bit of counseling for that Mm -hmm. didn't last long Mm -hmm. because he was all right he was he was better he didn't have a drug he didn't (laughs) have a drug problem anymore Mm -hmm. um and he managed to keep that pretty well hidden I'd go looking for stuff and I couldn't find anything because I just knew something wasn't right Mm. because the aggression was still there and yeah it was just nasty yeah. Some of the stuff was just not nah, like it was just downright nasty. It was yeah. just horrible. Yeah. And um, yeah, so 
Um, we sort of fast forward to obviously things are just unraveling, unraveling, right. unraveling, and we ended up um, going away for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I was turning 40. Mm-hmm. And we went to Bali, mm-hmm. took friends, mm-hmm. family, and it was awful. I had like my first panic attack. I, oh, yeah, because he was, he was withdrawing in Bali. Yeah. And um, my 40th birthday dinner. Um, he just got up and left. He left. He left. <laughs> and I just sat down. I'm like, what are you doing? Like I said to myself, what are you doing? This wow. is crazy. This man doesn't love you. What are you doing? And I had a, I did have a panic attack in Bali and I said to my stepmom and my best friend, you have to help me get out oh. when we get home. You mm. have to help me. And I was struggling to breathe, but I just remember that feeling mm, of just, wow. and um, we got back from Bali and I mean, a lot of things happen in Bali. A lot of sure. horrible things um, that other people witness. Yes. See, that's it was not. So mm. it wasn't hidden anymore. No, that's he actually went off at me at a restaurant in front of family, friends, other people in the restaurant. Mm. He went. Mm. He went off. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind strange. of, and I'm like thinking, well, there's nothing to hide anymore. <laughs> oh, hello! It's all here now. No one's. He's not even working hard to. Keep it a tracks. secret. Yeah, 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 exactly. Nah, there's no secret. There's no secret. So, so that, was that a strange relief or something for you or not? I'm just like, I think back then I'm like thinking, well, okay, well, then. yeah, this is what it is and we're not trying to hide it anymore and okay, this isn't right. Like, and I knew the whole time, all these years I knew that it wasn't right. Mm. I knew that mm. this wasn't yeah. right. I knew it yeah. inside me, like mm. just in convincing mode the whole yeah. time of, that oh, I'll get through it. I'm strong. I'll get through it. Just ride out another day. Yeah. We got back from Bali and I did say to him, I think we need to separate. Mm-hmm. But then it was our daughter's birthday in the August. So Bali was July. We come back sort of mm. beginning of August, um, daughter's birthday in August. Then our other daughter in September. Oh. So I'm like, well, we can't separate around their birthdays how awful that would make me an awful mother like to break up that's what they'll remember for their Mm -hmm. birthdays Mm -hmm. so then we left it Mm -hmm. and christmas came Mm -hmm. christmases were always tough right because yeah a lot of drinking and right yeah yeah just just yeah not good always on edge Mm -hmm. always on edge at christmas time time. yeah Mm. and um but then things started I'd actually found more evidence that he was doing really hard drugs, mm. like he, that his drug addiction had escalated. So mm. I actually found needles. Oh, gee. Yeah. Yeah, that's so serious stuff. So I knew then that. Yep. Um, and then when you confront them, it's denial. It's, it's denial, mm. and then they turn it on you, and they become mm. aggressive, and so you just don't want to. Sure. Just back away. Mm. And then sort of, you know, March sort of came. And all these things were happening and I just thought to myself, do you need any more? Like, mm. you know, I remember thinking to myself, the universe is just throwing all this at you, mm. like all this all this stuff at you. Yeah. This is your moment. This yeah. is your moment to, to get out. Yeah. And I remember he, very calmly we had a conversation at the front of our house. Mm. We were sitting at the front and I just said, I think you need to leave because I'd then found after all that, I'd found that he was um, – talking to other women online right jesus i'm like yeah really through everything and now you're doing that 
Yeah. I think I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Like I just was like, no, I've got to have some self-respect. This yeah. is awful. Like yeah. can't be doing that to me on top of everything yeah. else. And so you had this calm conversation. It was calm. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it? Didn't wasn't aggressive. So he did. He packed his bag, mm-hmm. and because um, his mother was in Vietnam at the time, and he was responsible for watering her lawn. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "I oh, goes well. I you know maybe he was only going to go for a week. Yeah. That's what he thought. But I knew in my mind I was never letting him back. Wow. I knew. Yeah. This was it. You can never come back. Mm-hmm. So something had clicked in you yes yeah i'd found some strength i was like no this is no this is my moment mm-hmm. this is my moment there's no more to, if i don't do this now i'll be in exactly the same position yeah. in a year's time yeah yeah so he left yep did he try to come back um and not to like he didn't he thought he was just going to come back mm. so i don't even think he tried he just is assumed yeah that we needed a maybe a week space and then things will calm and down. things will calm down mm. but then when he realized that wasn't happening when I said oh, I really don't think I'm not ready to have you back yeah um that's where yeah, things started escalating from right. from him it was like constant harassment like the phone calls the text messages wow um he actually broke into the house one when I come to the house one night um I remember one morning I was you know, getting ready to take the kids to school, mm. getting ready to reverse out the driveway and he jumped in the passenger seat. Oh, my God. Yes. Jeez. Yeah. Um, would, I would drop the kids off at school and he would tailgate. He would be waiting because wow. he wasn't working, see. Oh. He'd lost his job. Things were unravelling. He hadn't worked maybe for, for a year. Oh, that's yeah. a long time. Yeah, because he had a really good name in his industry. Mm. But then... Now I found out since that he was testing positive to drug like tests mm. and, and stuff. Yeah. So he wasn't able to get work and putting a huge amount of mm. stress on the family. But in that time I'd realised that I had a couple of years before I needed to get a job. So that oh. was my that yeah. was my thing. Like so yeah. I was working and so I felt like, oh no, I've got this. So that's what gave me the confidence. Uh, like I'm yes. working. Mm. Okay. It's only part time, but I'm working mm. and I'll find a way. Mm. I will find a way. Yeah. And then it all just, yeah. So then, mm-hmm. obviously, I had to get a, I had to go to court and get a Restra- uh, restraining order. Gee, yeah. Because things were getting pretty bad. I was coming home from work, and he'd taken like photos off the wall and thrown them on my bed. Like he was coming into the house while I was at work. Like he, there was just no. Mm. He mm-hmm. just was. He was out of control. He was out of control. And it was scary. Yeah. Because I knew he was on drugs, and then people yes. were scaring me around me, going, "Oh, if he's on drugs." You know, mm. you don't know what he's mm-hmm. capable of and... Sure. Which is true. Yeah. Which is, is true. scary stuff. Yeah. But I didn't think he'd ever hurt the kids. Mm. I knew that I... That he would hurt me. Mm. I wasn't worried for the kids. I was worried about myself. Mm. Um, and so we got the... Re- yeah, so I ended up getting the restraining order and that didn't even stop him. He breached it many times. Had to go to the police. Mm. He got So he got arrested and... Yes. Mm. Yeah. But... The police, it was difficult and that's what I would advise anyone. Like mm-hmm. if you go to a police station mm-hmm. and you're not – they're not very yeah, welcoming, they're not prepared yep. to help you, go to another one. Yeah, right. I didn't. That's good advice. I just took it. I mm. couldn't believe it. I was in shock. I just mm, thought mm. police were there to help. Yeah. And, and how ironic considering they'd been knocking at your door 
fuse before yeah twice you know and then dcp and all these kinds of yeah and now you're actually approaching them and saying you need to help me now yeah and they question they're like oh well you really kind of need to prove it like he would leave notes on my car and they're like well you really need to prove that's from him i'm like well everything in the letter everything in the note Mm. is probably is relevant to what's going on in our situation it was yeah it yeah. was all yeah so, so that okay go to go to another police station go to another police station yeah yeah, yeah. um i didn't mm. i just kind of accepted i couldn't believe i was in shock mm. i was like thinking these okay and they made you know i felt bad i felt low i was like mm. couldn't believe that mm. i was in this position mm. you know um mm-hmm. and so that's yeah that was that part of it mm-hmm. um and that's how I've ended up sort of coming to the this place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you thought, I'm, now I'm going to get some help for me? So what happened? I mean, it's not – I didn't even seek this place out, this yeah. place found me. <laughs> like, it's so ironic really? how this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, um, downstairs is the legal yes. services. Yes, we do have a yes. community legal service yes. downstairs. So yeah. I was there. We were – I'd gone there to drop at the uh, parenting plan. Yep. So he could see the kids. Mm-hmm. And he, obviously they knew, like, because you have to, you have to have, to t- you have to t- go into quite depth as to yeah. what, what your situation is. Mm-hmm. And he um, was causing a lot of problems with them. Mm-hmm. And they phoned me and said, look, um, we kind of, there's a place upstairs that mm-hmm. you could probably really benefit mm-hmm. from. Yep. And I didn't call this this like this. I'm I'm sure, um, made the number my number probably got passed on. But I remember getting a call from wow. him. I'm sure that's how it happened. <laughs> um, and that's yeah. That's how you maybe up yeah. Like, did you want to come and ha- you know have an appointment or something? Like, mm. did, you know, someone reached out to me. Mm. Um, and so that's how it all started. Mm. But I would ha- I would hate to think that. If someone didn't reach out to me, mm. that I wouldn't have even had access or opportunity to this. So I think that, yeah. Yeah. you know, I've just after coming here and the experience that I've had and how it literally has saved my life, wow. that I feel that we have to get the word out that this place is <laughs> here for women. <laughs> yes, that's, that's our job. Because I had no idea this place even existed. I know, yeah, I know. Because you think I can't afford, I don't need counselling, yeah. I can't afford it. It's yeah. going to cost me too much money. You don't yeah. know that these services are available. Yeah, that can be, that finance isn't a barrier because I think, yeah, the, I mean, sometimes it can be, but I guess the premise of our service is that it's not. But I think a lot of people too don't know, you know, if you've never had counselling before, or you've not seen psychologists or all that stuff, you're like, eh what's that about i'm okay you know i'm okay i'll just battle on and oh yeah yeah and it's i think it's a big deal to come and see someone to a stranger you know you're in a very vulnerable position it takes a lot of courage to walk through the damn door you know these are big things it's a huge thing you just don't know like you judge yourself yeah you've judged you've judged yourself before you've even yeah you know stepped foot into here yeah yeah you don't know because mm. you know yourself well why did I stay you know you question mm. yourself and there's like I mean there's so much guilt and mm. that's the biggest that is the biggest emotion I think the is guilt, the guilt. Um, 
And then you don't know how much you're going to have to bear your soul. Yeah. You don't know. No, you don't. <laughs> and a lot of it you block out. Mm. And you don't. Mm. You don't. You can't remember the stuff that happened until you start talking about it again and start. Yeah. Yeah. And that can often open up a lot of pain, a lot of memories, a lot of feelings. But it's so important. Yeah. So you sounds like you'd advise that for any person yeah. who's left a particular oh. relationship like that or something similar yes and if you can if you're in a relationship mm. that is that you know mm. that is abusive because you know that it is <laughs> you don't even have to think mm. oh is it if you're even questioning yeah, yourself absolutely. then I think you've answered 100%, do you think 100%, yeah. yeah you've answered your own question it yeah. is if you're questioning yeah um could I be in one mm. I think you are and get help now mm get help you don't need to wait to leave to get help mm, right you can start the ball you can rolling. start the ball rolling yeah you can what what about i don't know what would you suggest for anyone who's got a friend or a family member who's they can see like what your family and friends wi- will witness more of over the years and you said before that you know, you've struggled with the fact that your parents perhaps didn't intervene a bit more, but you don't know how that would have gone with yeah. who you were at the time. Like, do you have any thoughts around that? Look, I'm pretty um, tough about it now. Right. So you're um, really different I'm now. I'm really, really tough. Yeah. And if I say anything that's inappropriate, I mm-hmm. speak up. Right. And I think we need to speak up. Yeah. We absolutely. need to speak up. And I remember being out one time and this guy, he was so rude to his partner. He was so rude. He was so aggressive and so rude and he was rude to us. There was a group of women. He was rude to us. He was rude to her. And I actually went and got security. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you went and did And something. security come and took him away and she was standing at this table by herself and I and I was I was I just said to her, "You I see exactly what's going on here. You do not have to put up with this. Wow. You are, you are worth so much more. Mm-hmm. You deserve so much more." Mm-hmm. Now whether she probably didn't she didn't go home obviously and pack her bags. Mm. But I hope that it was maybe enough for her mm. to think, mm. yeah, you know, this isn't, yeah, this isn't right. Someone had said it to me years, you know, mm. that man when I was living with mm. him had said, you know, you don't deserve to put up with this, and it wasn't obviously till many years later. Yeah, but then we're not, we can't accept it. Yeah, and it sounds like you just, I don't know, you get to that point where you get to that point. I don't know. It's a really kind of vague statement, but like. Because you probably can have people telling you you need to get out, this isn't right, you deserve better than this and it's still not enough. Still not enough because you've still got all your barriers up as to why you're still trying to justify why you should stay and Mm. you'll come up with plenty of excuses to stay. Mm. If you don't really want to go just yet, you will come up with enough reasons to stay. Yeah, of course. But I think any family member, men, women, Acknowledge that it's not okay. Needs to say something. Yes. Yeah. And I think anyone, you know, any if like you're in a family, do family function, whatever, and someone is being disrespectful to a mm. wife, a girlfriend. Yeah. Speak. Some call people need to call it out. Yeah. Start calling this this stuff out. Because I think the silence uh, just keeps it going. You know, with and with people. Um, kind of almost like colluding by accident when they don't speak up because like you said before people are are afraid to intervene um but that's like i think there's a name for that bystander effect or something when people can witness something happening and do nothing Mm -hmm. because they're 
are frightened or whatever. Oh, I don't want to get involved. All these things, but we perpetu- we keep violence going. Then we do by our silence. Yep, mm. that that's huge. Mm. And I think that's, that's a huge statement that we keep it going by staying silent. Yeah, and all it takes is to be saying yep. that is totally unacceptable. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, no one should be treated mm. disrespectfully at all. And it go and it's both ways too. Yeah, you know, it's men and women. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think we do stay silent because we don't want to, you know, ruffle any feathers, mm. and we don't want to cause any upset. We don't want to upset anyone in the family or mm. look mm. like we're being a big mouth. But yeah. you don't have to be aggressive in the, your approach. Yeah, it's very easy to stand up and say, "We're not acceptable here." Yep. And I think the more that's said, particularly for that person who's in that relationship. You know that I, I hope that that would accumulate over time. You know, there's sort of little droplets that going in there, and they're like, uh, question a bit more. I don't know. You know, I think when you're in it, when you're in a, <laughs> you, in, when you're in a relationship like that, you know that you are. Yeah. You're probably doing everything you can not to try to trigger them to get angry, or upset at a family do. Yeah. So you already know that you are. I think what it does maybe for that person is that if someone does speak up. Mm. That's a bit of a safety mm-hmm. for someone to yeah. be like, well, they see it. Mm. They see it. They're, they're, they're speaking up. They're saying something. That's someone that I could turn to. That's someone that I oh, can. Oh, I see. Yeah. Because you need safe people around you. You need safe people, people who are going to believe you or yeah. that you can trust. Yeah. yeah. Trust is a huge thing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so important in all, all relationships but particularly when there's something like this going on yeah and i suppose you don't you don't want people sort of judging you and saying well unless you get out da, 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 you you need people around you who can um still be there for you despite your decision at the time yeah mm. yeah and that's um important mm. because i had friends who knew what was going on mm. <laughs> they still loved me yeah they still were like you know yeah. we'll be We'll be here for you no matter what. Oh. Um, but I think in that, in when you're in that situation, you're almost waiting for someone just to come and save you. Mm. But that's probably never going to happen. Yeah, you need to do you it. You need yourself. to do it yourself. You yeah. need to just find that courage, and it is courage. It's courage within yourself. Mm. And everyone is on a different time frame, yeah. so do not compare yourself to anyone else. Mm. Mm. That's that, an important point. Yeah that person got out you know i've been doing this for so long now mm. it's too late it's never too late mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's never too late yeah it's um you know the future is just so bright like yeah, yeah. it's so bright once you make that decision and it is not it's not easy mm. those those months those mm. you know that time after it is tough mm. Mm. um but you're tougher <laughs> So which you have to keep telling yourself yeah. is that oh, look at the life I've lived. Yeah. Oh, yes. Look, look at the life I've lived and Got that is survived nothing. Survived all that. Yes, yeah, survived all of that. Mm-hmm. And the life you have now is. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think I've always had an amazing life. Like mm. I think that's all, right, all um, you know, wonderful to say is that, you know, I've had my children and now I've mm. had and I did love him and mm. there wasn't a, a beautiful love between us at times. Mm. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. Mm. I appreciate all of that because mm. I learned a lot from him too. Yeah. I learned what I will never tolerate ever again. Awesome. I mean, that's a great thing. Yeah. So yeah. life now is 
so much more peaceful. <laughs> you don't realise how peaceful it is. <laughs> you don't have, there's no one to argue with except yeah. like maybe your teenage daughter. Yeah. <laughs> well. But that's, you know, that, that's, that's normal fun. stuff. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Because I get to have a little giggle about that most most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the future is like, not even the future, right now, mm. the present moment mm. is wonderful. Yeah. And um, you just, when people tell you, you look like you've had, you know, the world lifted off your shoulders. There must be some truth in that if other people are noticing it. Like mm-hmm. if you're happy and you've got that spark yeah. back. Yeah. Um, and it's so possible. And every single day, mm. every single day, it doesn't matter to say you don't have hard days, tough days, sure. days of, you know, I definitely in the beginning, I was like, have I done the right thing? Mm. I didn't stay that long. Like it was only for a minute. Like I'm thinking that. Of wow. course I've done the right thing. Wow. Yeah. Of course I have. Yeah course i have you couldn't have kept living like that Mm. that was killing you on the inside and um just Mm. to be free and have that self-worth just to know that Mm. i'm worth everything now yeah like and that comes from me like self-love so you've self-love built that again build that back Mm -hmm. up yeah so you don't go and don't go looking for love Mm. anywhere else you find it within yourself you build yourself up because i think women Mm. also don't leave unless yeah. I hate to say it, but don't leave for another relationship. Mm. Leave for you. Leave for you. Yeah. Don't wait till someone else comes along hmm. to rescue you. Know, you know, to way. rescue you. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the time you tend to only fall into that temporary trap and it can be the similar kind of yeah. person. That's because you're just so desperate to get out. Yeah, and you haven't perhaps resolved what was happening. The issues. You. you need to kind of, unfortunately, you've got to do that work. You yourself. do, yeah. and it is work. Yeah. And it's, yeah. and it's, you know, it's good work though. Yes, as opposed to the, oh. the work that you were doing in that relationship oh, to survive. It's good work. Yeah, yeah. It is. Worthwhile. It is worthwhile. And, you know, we can say, oh, it's, you know, it's hard work working on yourself. No, it's, it's happy work. It's joyful work. Yeah. What could be more rewarding or beautiful yeah. than working on yourself it's and becoming so important. happy? Yeah. It, what a gift for your children. Yes. Yeah. And for yeah. everyone around you too. Absolutely. That's the yeah. best work we can do. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I hope that, you know, with my girls, I'm their yeah. role model now. And Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I know you would be. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Tash, for sharing your story. Thanks, Mel. You're welcome. <laughs> to The Hidden World of Women, the podcast brought to you by Women's Health and Wellbeing Services. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube by looking up Women's Health and Wellbeing Services. You can also find us at our website www.whws.org.au. Bye.